Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tail Tellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How you doing today? Well, I dodged the snow bullet because I'm down in the Carolinas. How much did you get in your neck of the woods? Oh, well, we did not dodge it. I, I think we ended up getting somewhere between like six and eight inches um, in, in just Lynchburg here. So, got a fair amount of snow and it melted pretty quick, so wasn't like life-altering or anything but it was it was a fair amount yeah it's interesting because i took a look at your weather and i you know i guess we're always good for i don't know a couple weeks like this every winter where it gets really cold and i noticed that you know your your lows are kind of consistently in the upper teens and the the low 20s which probably means the fishing activity is pretty much you know off for a couple weeks and it's probably better to be sitting down at the vice yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, that is one of the harsh realities, especially for somebody like me who's pretty much a perpetual optimist. You know, when when fishing gets like this, when it gets cold and everything, I mean, everything becomes lethargic. And that's bait fish and uh, trout and striper. I mean, pretty much every species of fish uh, becomes really lethargic. And that you know, that's it. It's just they're cold-blooded creatures, and when it gets to being almost to freezing temperatures obviously you know they've got to basically shut down to to survive it um and then to your point too it's not the end of the world if you just sit down and tie for a day rather than um stomping up through the woods so yeah there's other things to keep occupied (laughs) yeah and i guess i would say too you know as we as you get on the other side of that you got to remember that as that snow melts it's going to put really really cold water uh in the streams and yep. the river. So, you know, even if it warms up to 60 degrees, you know, right after the snow, don't think that the water is going to be warm like it would be on a kind of a normal kind of milder winter day. Yeah, actually, um, to that point too, there's times where it can actually get colder. <laughs> Crazy enough. I've, I've been in uh, a couple of rivers before. And I'm one of those nerds that likes to bring a little stream thermometer. And I found that, you know, as the sun went up it actually was melting even more snow which was causing the temperature to drop even colder um, which i thought was really interesting uh, i'm sure you know there's still places that would have warmed up like really shallow water and that sort of stuff but uh, and then the other thing i would add to that is most times i tell people you know if the fishing sucks don't just necessarily give up but you know maybe you hop back in your car and you just start exploring a couple of back roads to find um, new access points or, or new places to fish. Uh, and the, the difficulty when we get snow here is we're a little more ill-equipped than, you know, our neighbors up north. Um, and so a lot of our back roads are still still pretty rough, especially if you were to go towards the mountains. I mean, I had a, a friend last week who uh, didn't do what he should have done, and, you know, he started going on up the mountains. And, you know, they've closed off the uh, – the parkway but he basically made it to the same altitude and he was like you know there's frozen ice and falling down timber everywhere and across the roads and everything so um normally when i would tell people you know oh well the fishing sucks because it's cold we'll just go and do a little bit of exploring um you know that's even something i would say be a little more reserved in because last thing you want to do is get up the mountains and then you know, a tree falls behind your car and you can't get back down. <laughs> You're spending the night on a mountain sub-zero or not sub-zero, but sub-32 uh, degree temperatures. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of a related point too, that's kind of an interesting thing to remember in the winter is, you know, a lot of times um, when it rains in the wintertime, it can actually warm the water up a little bit. Yeah, it, there's all sorts of crazy things, you know, that, I, that I've always thought about how nature just connects with so many different things. And it's all pretty much just common sense. It just takes somebody to tell you it, you know, or to observe it and then be like, hey, did you notice this stream gets super cold <laughs> because it doesn't ever see sunlight? So, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, what can you do when it's when it's snow, though? It's a different story, <laughs> which is what we have. And then potential rain, you know, and the, if you look at the 10-day forecast, I think it was calling for some rain, um, which, you know, who knows if that's going to turn into snow or what the heck it's going to do. Because our, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the lows, but our highs are kind of, you know, everywhere. <laughs> it's like somebody threw a, a dart at the wall and was like, oh, it's going to be 47 on the highs this day and 42 on this one and 28 on this one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too, and we're talking about fly tying. You know, I haven't talked to you about this in a while, but are you kind of getting back into your fly tying nights, or is that still kind of on hold, you know, while we kind of work our way through COVID? Uh, so we've actually restarted them, and to be honest, we've actually we restarted them in August of 2020, but we have a, we've done changes. Um, probably the reason we haven't talked about it much is because I haven't talked about it much because we, we capped the class at nine people. Um, so that way, you know, with myself, we're 10 people, which is, uh, what, what we can max out at. Um, and so most of our classes or not most, all of them, um, are just signups are required and still all of the same principles apply as what previously applied, which is like, you don't have to have, uh, vices or tools or anything like that. You just show up and we provide all the materials completely free. Um, but the main thing is just, you know, we require signups and, we typically fill up every week <laughs> or every, every week that we do them, which is, uh, every other week. So still it's been, still has been really popular. Um, and it's been cool to be able to do that in some extent. Um, but it's definitely not, you know, we're not wide open yet due to COVID. Yeah. And so people can just go to the website and find all the info. Uh, no, actually. So that's the other thing I did. I, I basically have removed all info and I, it, if anybody watches like our social media feeds, they'll probably see that I never really post about it. Um, and that's because the majority of the time, uh, it's just people that come into the shop and I mention it to them and then they say, you know, Hey, can I, can I come? So we pretty much have just been filling up through word of mouth every, every week. So if somebody's interested in info, what I tell them to do is, uh, shoot me an email or, uh, give the, give us a call at the shop. And, and that's actually going to be the easiest way because, I'm trying not to publicize it too much. So that way, you know, I don't have people everywhere that want to come. And then I end up with, you know, me accidentally scheduling too many people to show up to one night. Um, so that's, that's what we're doing for now, which is just call or email. It's a little bit of a, you know, a ragtag way of doing things, but, uh, it's, it's been effective so far. <laughs> Well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. If we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag and you'll get into a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And I don't know if you're going to be shoveling snow, but I'll let you go anyway, Ethan. But why don't you let folks know shop hours and where they can find you and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, so the shop is 
physically located at 920 Commerce Street, which is in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, and there's a lot of cool stuff around here. There's cool places to come and you know get food or coffee or even stay uh, lodging, you know that sort of stuff. So it's cool, you know, make a weekend trip out of it or a day trip out of it. Um, if you can't make it to the shop, then you can always find us online at tailtellersva.com. Uh, pretty much all the inventory that we have in the shop, maybe not all, but almost all, uh, you can find online that route. And if there's something that you're looking for that's not on there, you can give me a call or an email, um, Instagram message, Facebook message, anything like that. I, I'm the one that responds to everything. So um, pretty pretty reliable <laughs> that you can get in contact with me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, folks, kind of given the uh, the weather forecast for the next week to 10 days, probably a good time to uh, to spend some time at your friendly vice. Uh, tie a few, few dozen flies, folks. And then, you know, when it's warmer, you can get out there and go catch again. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.